Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 2nd of September. This is Andrew and your other readers are Angina, Brian and Jean. The editor this week is Mary. We are Team 4 and we welcome Angina and Brian this week as relief readers. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. The headlines this week are Jailed, man jailed for more than eight years for assault. Flat shut after antisocial behaviour reports. And celebrating 45 years in the police force. These and other stories follow. Here is the news. Hello, this is Angina. Police have reported an increase in vehicle thefts across Hertfordshire this summer. Hertfordshire Constabulary has warned residents to keep their vehicles safe after releasing new data showing more cars are being targeted by thieves. Thefts of vehicles have been increased by more than 11% this year compared to the same period last year the police force has announced. Decorum was among the areas which has seen the biggest increase in vehicle thefts alongside Three Rivers and the East Hearts area. Crime Prevention Officer Daryl Cowell said, Keyless entry vehicles have been targeted by criminals using signal jacking devices, which can pick up the FOB signal and use it to unlock and start vehicles. Using a signal blocking FOB pouch or storing your FOB in a metal box will help prevent theft of keyless vehicles. Also, using a good quality steering wheel lock can be an effective deterrent. The police force has provided the following advice. Lock your car whenever it is left unattended and keep it in a garage when parked at night if possible. When at home, keep your keyless car fob and the spare well away from the car. Put the keys in a screened or signal blocking pouch, such as a Faraday bag. Reprogram your key fob if you buy a second-hand car. Turn off wireless signals on your fob when it's not being used. Never leave your vehicle unattended with the engine running, even if you're only absent for a moment. Consider fitting CCTV covering your home and driveway to help deter thieves. Use PIR or LED security lighting to make your vehicle more visible and this can also act as a deterrent. Look for car parks with a secured car park sign which have recognised levels of security. Noisy gravel on your drive can help deter a would-be thief as they don't want to alert you to their approach. Never leave valuable items or tools on display in your vehicle as this may encourage a thief to break in. Hello, this is Brian. A man from Hemel Hempstead was jailed for eight years and five months following a serious assault which left his ex-partner with life-changing injuries. He was also handed a restraining order preventing him from ever contacting the victim again. Ben Merriweather, aged 41, was charged with multiple offences following an incident on the 27th of August, 2022. Police attended an address at around 9.30pm following several calls stating a disturbance from inside, the court was told. Upon police arrival, Merriweather initially failed to respond to officers and open the door. Once officers gained entry, a woman was found semi-unconscious in the hallway with what appeared to be a serious head injury. Merriweather was arrested at the scene while the victim received medical assistance. She was transported to hospital where she was placed in an induced coma. She spent a week in hospital having suffered memory loss and multiple fractures to her eye socket, cheekbone, ribs and spine. Following extensive inquiries, it was discovered on CCTV earlier that same evening, 
Merriweather and the victim were walking down the local high street before he swiped her legs from behind and left her lying on the ground. Merriweather was charged with Section 18 GBH assault by beating and coercive and controlling behaviour. He admitted assault by beating, which related to the incident early in the evening, but denied all other charges. Hello, this is Jean, and continuing that story. Following a two-week trial at Luton Crown Court, Mary Weather was found guilty of Section 18 GBH on Tuesday, June the 20th, but not guilty of coercive and controlling behaviour. At a sentencing hearing on Monday, August the 21st, Mary Weather was given a custodial sentence of eight years and five months, plus an extended licence period of three years resulting in an overall sentence of 11 years and five months for all offences. Detective Constable Rebecca Cannon, Detective Sergeant Naisha Foley and Detective Inspector Claire Richardson-Wabe were praised by Judge Evans for the investigation and their hard work in bringing Merriweather to justice. Judge Evans also commended the victim and her family for their bravery in the face of what was a difficult and emotional trial. DCI Andrea Dalton from the Domestic Abuse Investigation and Safeguarding Unit said, This was a challenging and complex investigation for our team. Upon arrest, Merriweather absolved all responsibility of the GBH assault and maintained that the victim had fallen down the stairs. He also failed to provide any further account of what happened. As a result of this traumatic and violent assault, the victim also had no recollection of the incident. Hertfordshire Constabulary has a zero tolerance to this type of abhorrent behaviour and we are pleased that Merriweather will now serve time in prison for his wrongdoing. I also hope today's sentence will give the victim a sense of closure and enable her to move on with her life, safe in the knowledge that Merriweather will never be able to contact her again. Local home care provider First Home Care Kings Langley, which is part of the First Home Care Group, is celebrating as they've recently been ranked amongst the top 20 small home care groups in the UK for 2023. This is the fourth year running that the Home Care Group, which provides visiting carers to elderly and vulnerable people across Hertfordshire, Oxfordshire and Bedfordshire, has received this accolade. The awards are run by homecare.co.uk the leading UK home care review website, with 11,856 providers, more than 2.5 million visits per year, and over 54,000 home care reviews. First Home Care Kings Langley has an established branch in Kings Langley caring for clients in the town and surrounding area. The award-winning care company employs carers who regularly visit clients to support them to remain in the comfort of their own homes in the safe knowledge that their medical and other needs are being met. First Home Care also provides live-in care to those who want companionship or require more specialist around-the-clock care. The King's Langley branch has a review score on homecare.co.uk of 9.8 out of 10, with a majority rating of 5 stars. The reviews are from clients or their family or friends who have submitted them directly to homecare.co.uk which vets every review to ensure it's genuine. One client's review read, First Home Care Kings Langley are reliable and we tend to see the same carers regularly, which makes a huge difference to my parents. They treat my mum with dignity, which has in turn created a trusting relationship. Helen Backhouse, local Kings Langley branch manager, said, I'm so pleased for the team to be recognised for their hard work and dedication. I have such a committed and professional team of carers here, most of whom live locally and know the area and the community well. Many of them have worked for us for over 10 years and they have a fabulous connection with their clients and their families. The annual homecare.co.uk Home Care Awards 2023 recognises 20 of the top-rated home care groups nationally, except Northern Ireland, based on independent reviews from service users, clients and their family and friends. 
A takeaway in Hemel Hempstead has been shortlisted for a regional award recognizing the best in the county. Jay's Indian Hut in Hemel Hempstead is among 10 finalists for the Regional Takeaway of the Year Award. Winners will be decided at an event hosted by the Asian Restaurant and Takeaway Awards, ARTA ARTA. Nominees will attend a red carpet event in Hilton Park, London on 8th October. ARTA rewards excellence, craft, creativity and great taste. Nominees are chosen based on nominations by customers from across the UK. ARTA also uses social media recommendations and food hygiene ratings to create its shortlist. The other nine finalists are City Spice St Albans, Mogul Kitchen Royston, Chef Express St Albans, Tandoori Nights Hoddesdon, Baldock Spice Baldock, Mumbai Spice Stevenage, Surma Takeaway Stevenage, Curry Garden Potter's Bar, and Raj Fine Indian Dining Cuisine Luton. BBC journalist and broadcaster Samantha Simmons is hosting alongside magician Paul Martin. Arta CEO Mohammed Munim said, Asian takeaways have made a significant contribution to the UK economy, historically and in recent times. They deserve recognition and rewards for their efforts. These takeaways have not only created thousands of jobs, but have also boosted local economies through their presence, especially post-Brexit. To provide staunch support to the thriving Asian takeaways in Britain, ARTA acknowledges and highlights their importance in the culinary landscape. Each nominee is a worthy winner, and we look forward to celebrating with them all at the awards ceremony on 8 October. Hemel Hempstead resident Claire Atkins will be attempting to cross the English Channel as part of an international relay team in September. A year of training in pools, rivers, lakes and the sea has hopefully got the team in shape to successfully make the crossing. This time last year, Claire was contacted out of the blue by her Australian cousin Ben, who messaged asking if she wanted to be part of an English Channel relay team, Channel Attack 2023. Hell no was her first response, but very quickly she changed her mind and grabbed the exciting opportunity. I remembered I was soon to be 50, and if I didn't do it now, when would I have the chance again, says Claire. A year later, having swum a lot of miles in the pool, sea, rivers and lakes, and taken advantage of all her open water and wild swimming friends who have kept her company, the swimming slot is fast approaching. The Channel Attack 23 team will commence their swim between September the 13th and the 21st. The actual date and timing of the swim depends on the weather conditions and tides, and this decision is made at the discretion of the accompanying pilot boat. A channel relay involves a team, in, the case, in this case six adults, taking it in turns to each swim for an hour until they cover the 22 miles from Dover to France, aiming for the shortest distance at Cap Grenet, while not swimming, the rest of the team will be aboard the Sea Leopard Charter, piloted by Stuart Leeson and his experienced crew, and their coach who will navigate them through the busy shipping lane. Whilst Claire lives in Leverstock Green, the rest of the team and further flung are further flung from different parts of Australia. And continuing that. Claire's training consists of pool sets three times a week, usually fitted in the early morning before work or evenings and weekends, and an open water swim to make sure she is acclimatised to the colder water and different conditions. I have completed most of my training at the Everyone Active Pool in Hemel Hempstead, but for the long 10km training sessions, I go to Letchworth Outdoor Pool, which is 50 metres long. 
So I only have to do half the number of lengths, 200 instead of 400, and that feels a lot better mentally. I also use waterproof headphones, so the music helps with the monotony of the longer swims. Claire is raising money for two charities. The first is Kids for Kids, a charity transforming the lives of children, families and whole communities in war-torn Darfur. The other is Hector's House, a charity based in Berkhamsted. A close friend of Claire's lost her husband to suicide this year. And this charity not only aimed to prevent suicide and promote mental health awareness, but has provided support and counselling to the family. When I'm swimming through jellyfish and dodging ferries, and I don't even want to think about what else, the thought that each stroke is helping contribute something to these charities will be the really inspiring and keep me slogging on, said Claire. A Hemel Hempstead-based politician has urged the administrator in charge of Wilco to protect the jobs of staff currently at the store. Wilco's had an outlet in the Marlowe's shopping centre in Hemel Hempstead and other stores in the county of Hertfordshire. PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC, which is overseeing the administration process of the retail business, has confirmed jobs will be lost. In a statement, the audit company said, while discussions continue with those interested in buying the parts of the business, it's clear that the nature of this interest is not focused on the whole group. Sadly, it's therefore likely that there will be redundancies and store closures in the future, and it has day today been necessary to update employee representatives. Prior to the latest blow for Wilco staff, David Taylor, the Labour parliamentary candidate for Hemel Hempstead, pleaded with the company to keep staff on. He said in an open letter sent to PwC, as my union, the General Municipal Boilermakers Union, GMB, have stated, Wilco's staff deserve reassurance that their jobs are safe. As someone who's recently gone through a redundancy process myself, I know the gut-wrenching feeling many Wilco staff will now be experiencing. The news is another blow to the Marlows that could be added to the list of shops like Debenhams and WH Smiths that have already been closed down. We've had a decade of decay in the town centre under the Tories, from the demise of the market, which has existed since 1539, to the closure of the pavilion, police station and bus station. The GMB union, which is representing affiliated workers at Wilco, has said it expects a majority of stores to close in the coming weeks. PwC has said no stores are set to close this week, but has made no guarantees beyond that. Wilco has 408 stores currently operating in the UK, and recent estimates suggest that 12,500 people work for the company. Hertfordshire Constabulary has closed a flat in Hemel Hempstead after persistent antisocial behaviour was impacting the lives of neighbours. The police force has also confirmed that occupants of the building were suspected of taking illegal drugs. Hertfordshire Constabulary announced it had achieved a full closure order of a property on Fig Tree Hill off Queensway. Police officers were regularly called out to the address as well as council officials. The authorities felt the people using the flat were having a negative impact on their community. Hertfordshire Constabulary has revealed that officers gathered evidence of wrongdoing at the home and in liaison with Decorum Borough Council requested the home's closure. At a St Albans Magistrate Court hearing on August 22nd, the closure was authorised despite the home being privately owned. No one other than the emergency services and utility companies in an emergency can enter the building in the next 12 weeks. Anyone who breaches this order could be arrested with further action taken against them. Inspector Jeff Scott from the Decorum Safer Neighbourhood team said, we hope this result will provide some much needed respite from the chronic issues suffered by neighbours and help improve their quality of life. We will not tolerate this type of behaviour, so if you have information about suspected drug activity, 
and antisocial behaviour in your neighbourhood, please don't hesitate to report it to us because we will take it seriously. We will do all we can to prevent it from adversely affecting the lives of decent, law-abiding people who live nearby. I want to further reassure local residents that we will continue to monitor the situation and take further action if necessary. Residents are encouraged to report incidents of antisocial behaviour to the police online and via its web chat or by calling the non-emergency number 101. Crime Stoppers can be contacted to report incidents 100% anonymously by calling 0800 555 111 or by using its website. Residents can also communicate with the police via the voice platform ECHO. Pets need homes. Cats Protection in Decorum is looking for a new home for Gentleman Mac, a five-year-old feline described as a very friendly and laid-back lad who loves being in people company. While he enjoys a play, Mac li likes life on the quieter side. He loves to relax while receiving all the love and cuddles he can possibly get. In fact, Mac is well known for welcoming his loved ones with a headbutt. Mac is not a lap cat, but will curl up as close to his favourite humans as he possibly can. He just wants to be with people and to know he is loved. Cats Protection say he is a true gentleman in attitude and character. Mac is an indoor cat only, which will be discussed in more detail on interest. He would be happier in a quieter environment with adults and or older children as the only pet. If you have a place for Mac, then visit the Cats Protection website, cats.org.uk slash Hemelhempstead, or call 0345 371 1851. A Hertfordshire-born endurance athlete is attempting the first ever 15 kilogram weighted Ironman record to highlight mental health burdens on World Suicide Prevention Day. Isaac Kenyon is aiming to shine a spotlight on the concept of mental fitness through a full distance Ironman challenge while wearing a 15 kilogram weighted vest. The 29-year-old's fundraiser will support mental health charity Mind in Mid-Hertfordshire with an initial target of £1,000. He is inviting people to donate and support him in spirit by following his social media page, instagram.com slash Isaac underscore Kenyon. A traditional Ironman challenge involves a triathlon encompassing swimming, cycling and running of just over 140 miles. But Isaac's aim to, to resonate with society's growing mental health issues will see him take it to the next level with a 15 kilogram weighted vest. The former Hertfordshire man was inspired to take on the challenge after dealing with his own battles with anxiety, feelings of disconnection and moments of suicidal despair. He explained, Wearing a 15 kilogram weighted vest during the Ironman isn't just about conquering a physical challenge. It's a powerful metaphor for the burdens of mental health struggles. With every step, I carry the weight of those who battled anxiety, depression and thoughts of despair. This journey isn't just mine. It's a shared testament of resilience, empathy and the hope that through open conversations, we can alleviate the hidden weights many carry. The record attempt falls on World Suicide Prevention Day on September the 10th, which highlights global efforts to increase awareness about suicide, encourage mental health understanding and provide support to individuals facing suicidal thoughts. Carrying a 15 kilogram weight will add impact to the physical strain, joint stress and breathing difficulties involved in an Ironman challenge ramping up the need for mental resilience. Isaac added, 
I believe mental fitness to be a form of training, much as physical fitness, which can help everyday people to become more resilient and develop tools and coping strategies to deal with more difficult periods of mental health. And awareness around this subject can help reduce the stigma around mental health. By embracing this symbolic challenge, I'm dedicated to shedding light on mental health causes, inspiring understanding and proving that together we can overcome even the heaviest of burdens. And now, this week in history. On August the 31st, 2012, the German manufacturer of anti-morning sickness drug thalidomide apologised for the thousands of children born without limbs as a result of its use. On this day last year, Mikhail Gorbachev, the man who brought down the Iron Curtain by introducing glasnost and perestroika to the Soviet Union, died aged 91. On September the 1st, 1971, the British penny and the threepenny piece coins ceased to be legal tender as decimalization continued. On September the 2nd, 1939, on the eve of the official declaration of the Second World War, Ted Drake scored four goals for Arsenal against Sunderland and Bournemouth beat Northampton Town 10-0 at Dean Court. On this day last year, Jennifer Lopez shared further details of her recent marriage to Ben Affleck, describing the occasion as one of the most perfect nights of our lives. On September the 3rd, 1962, the Trans-Canada Highway, 4,800 miles from St. John's, Newfoundland to Victoria, British Columbia, was opened. On September the 4th, 1989, Georges Seminon, creator of the detective Maigret, died in Lausanne, Switzerland. On September the 5th, 1847, Jesse James, American outlaw, was born near Kansas City. With his elder brother, Frank, he led the first gang to carry out train robberies. A chief inspector with Hertfordshire Constabulary has celebrated his 45th anniversary working in the force. Wednesday, August 23rd, marked exactly 45 years since Special Chief Inspector Ron McMurdy joined the police force in Hertfordshire. Previously, Ron worked as a mechanical engineer, but had always admired the emergency services and the armed forces. He said, by joining the special constabulary, it gave me the best of both worlds. I completed my initial training in 1978 and was posted to Watford Central Police Station. Two years later, I was promoted to special sergeant and transferred to Rickmansworth subdivision. It was around two years after transferring to Rickmansworth that I was then promoted to Special Inspector. I spent many years working between Rickmansworth and Watford. In 2014, I completed a senior leadership and management programme, which helped me on my journey to become Special Chief Inspector in 2017, which is now my current role. My responsibilities span across the entire county and definitely keeps me busy. Now, aged 70, Ron has been part of some memorable events. He added, One event I took part in which really sticks with me was being part of the Remembrance Parade at the Centaf in Whitehall, London, in 2010. Seeing the veterans, the military, and marching past the Cenotaph was an experience I will never forget. Secondly, seeing so many specials come into the service and subsequently join the regular service to become high-ranking officers makes me very proud. Being a petrol head and having a keen interest in motorsports and motorcycling, I was also attached to the divisional traffic base at Rickmansworth in the late 90s. This was a specialist role that I really enjoyed and look back on fondly. And here's more on this article. The 70-year-old also discussed how policing has changed over the past 45 years, saying, there is a lot more enhanced training now, which has allowed specials to be fully integrated into the regular service and into many specialist roles. 
The standard of equipment has also really improved, along with better staff protection training. Specials are considered to be part of an everyday policing service and not just at weekends or in times of need. So we feel very much part of the entire Hertfordshire police family. I wouldn't hesitate to recommend becoming a special to anyone. Specials are volunteer police officers. They come from all walks of life and volunteer their spare time for a minimum of 16 hours a month. They receive full training and have full policing powers, including the power of arrest. Greenway Primary and, in and Nursery School is looking for other schools or community areas to plant trees that they have grown on its Crossways Berkhamsted site. The school was given 50 native British tree saplings two years ago as part of the School Tree Nursery Initiative set up by the Earth Restoration Service, which aims to plant another 50,000 trees and enough flowers to attract 20 million insects across a thousand sites in the UK by 2030. The school was given 10 each of hawthorn, crabapple, oak, dogwood and hazel trees and the children helped plant these in a nursery bed in the school grounds during Easter 2021. The trees have done incredibly well despite two very dry summers and about 90% have survived. Now they need to find sites in our local community that could benefit so they are actively seeking requests from other schools or organisations that have space and ability to plant one or more trees during this autumn from October through to early November. If you are interested, please contact admin at greenway.hearts.sch.uk. Berkhamsted Citizens Association, BCA, is among those that have hit out at proposals to close the ticket office at Berkhamsted Station. Tring Station is similarly affected. London Travel Watch is conducting the public consultation regarding the closures, which would see mobile staff at the station and the introduction of touch-in, touch-out travel. In a letter to the consultation, BCA Chairman Gordon Bluck states, for many rail users, their first engagement with the railway is the ticket office where they can talk to someone who has the patience and knowledge to explain how to get the best value ticket and the optimum route for their journey. We believe that the loss of the staff ticket office open every day at regular times would be a huge disincentive for people to use the railway, just at a time when the government is trying to encourage the use of public transport to reduce congestion and pollution. It would also lead to higher levels of fare avoidance. The train company is proposing roving staff on hand to help with using ticket machines, but Gordon adds these have the limitation that they're not able to issue all of the tickets that the ticket office can sell, thus financially disadvantaging passengers. In its own objection, Harts County Council has raised concerns over the provision of assistance for those passengers that need it, and the safety of lone travellers, especially women. It is asked that if train companies are determined to push ahead with closures, that no ticket offices be closed until measures to simplify ticket purchasing have been put in place and that guarantees are given that staff numbers will be maintained to assist passengers. The Robin Hood pub in Tring has proved that while it doesn't necessarily rob from the rich to give to the poor, it certainly knows how to raise funds for a good cause. So far, the pub on the edge of the town centre has raised more than £10,000 for local suicide awareness charity, Hector's House. Charity founder and trustee, Robert Stringer, said, our connection to the Robin Hood is twofold, both personal and through the charity. It has consistently served as an incredible community resource, raising significant funds that enable us to support our local community However, what truly touches me is the genuine sense of community at the Robin Hood. It's a place where people come together, talk, have fun, and genuinely care for one another. Terry and Stuart's support for a mental health charity sends a powerful message that it's okay to talk about our feelings and seek help, knowing 
there is local support from the special community of Tring. I am truly humbled and inspired by their efforts. A man required hospital treatment following an assault reported on Berkhamsted High Street on Wednesday the 30th of August. An 18-year-old woman has subsequently been arrested on suspicion of causing grievous bodily harm to a 29-year-old man. During the incident, which took place on the High Street after 3 p.m., the victim was left with a facial injury. It required hospital treatment, but Hertfordshire Constabulary has confirmed that it is not life-threatening. Detective Constable Michael Knight from the Decorum Local Crime Unit said, this was a horrible ordeal for the victim, and we would please ask anyone who witnessed the assault to get in contact with us. This assault happened on a busy high street where there are lots of people, vehicles and buses around. Contact hearts.police.uk, report a crime on 101, the non-emergency number, and the crime number 41 forward slash 69 464 forward slash 23. Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, future dates and any more news. Visual hallucinations can occur as a result of sight loss. Up to half of all people with macular degeneration are thought to experience visual hallucinations at some time. When hallucinations happen as a result of sight loss, they're known as Charles Bonnet syndrome, CBS, after the 18th century Swiss scientist and philosopher who first described the condition. Charles Bonnet hallucinations are not a sign of mental illness. They are more likely to occur if both eyes are affected by sight loss, but can occur with problems in one eye only. The hallucinations often start after a sudden worsening of vision. A visual hallucination is the same experience as really seeing something, but the something's not actually there. Charles Bonnet hallucinations appear to exist in the real world rather than in the mind's eye. They come and go unannounced and can last for just a few seconds or as long as a day or more. CBS itself can last from days up to many years. For most people, the hallucinations improve with time so that they only occur very occasionally. Charles Bonnet hallucinations can be simple, unformed flashes of light, colours or shapes. However, many people see more elaborate forms, such as geometrical grids and lattices. Some people with CBS report seeing landscaped gardens or vistas, animals, people or processions of miniature costumed figures wearing hats or even disembodied faces with staring eyes. The hallucinations are often seen in more vivid detail than real life. Some people enjoy their hallucinations. However, they are more often an unwanted distraction and can be frightening. They can get in the way of normal vision too. The Macular Society has sponsored research by Dr. Dominic Fitch at King's College London to look into ways of stopping Charles Bonnet hallucinations when they occur. Dr. Fitch recommends using eye movements to lessen the impact and length of hallucinations. Eye movements activate visual parts of the brain in people with macular disease, even if they have little remaining vision. These movements may stop certain types of hallucinations, particularly the patterns and colours. Other ways to stop an hallucination, shut your eyes to look away from the image, switch on the room lights or, if in a brightly lit area, move somewhere darker. Simply get up and do something else. This can cause the hallucinations to disappear, however, they often continue. Stopping hallucinations when they occur works for some people, but others may need more help. There are treatments available now, and more are being developed. Warning of a siren test. 
BP Hemel Hempstead Terminal, situated at Buntsfield Oil Depot, will be testing its public warning siren at 7pm on Wednesday the 6th of September 2023. The siren will produce a two-tone alarm and then a single-tone alarm. The test will last approximately two minutes. For further information, please contact BP Oil UK Limited, Hemel Hempstead Terminal, Green Lane, Hemel Hempstead, HP 27JA or phone 257 391. The obituaries in the Gazette this week are William James Hazel, aged 71 years, Justine Lisa Hillier, aged 50 years, Alan Pritchard, aged 65 years. May they all rest in peace. What's on? Thursday, 7 September at 19.30 hours, the return of Harry Redknapp. After last couple of years sold out tour of 65 venues, Harry returns to regale us with stories from his football and TV career. One of the funniest, most entertaining talk shows on the circuit. Tickets from £37.50 plus booking fee. VIP tickets, £89.50p plus booking fee, comes with a photo with Harry before the show, a signed photo and best seats. Promoted by Terry and Frieda Baker of A1 Sporting Speakers and once again featuring Terry to introduce the evening and the ever-popular Noel Brody as question master. This is a really entertaining evening. Visit growtheatre.co.uk to book or for more information. The King's Langley Beer and Fizz Festival 2023, Friday the 8th of September, 12pm to 11pm for over 18s, Saturday the 9th of September, 12pm to 11pm, all welcome, and Sunday the 10th of September, the 12pm to 7pm, a family day. After a very successful inaugural event in 2022, they are looking forward to welcoming you back for the second annual Kings Langley Beer and Fizz Festival, hosted at All Saints Church, Kings Langley. This three-day festival is focused around bringing the community together, as well as raising much-needed funds for both All Saints Church and local charity. And films at the cinema this week include Cobweb, a horror movie, Me Melancholia 2023, a drama, Mercy Falls, a horror movie, Sound of Freedom, a drama, The Equalizer 3, an action film, Scrapper, a comedy drama, Theatre Camp, a comedy, The Dive, a drama, The Blackening, a comedy horror, Blue Beetle, an action movie, Strays, an animation comedy, Haunted Mansion 2023, a comedy, Gran Turismo, based on a true story, an action movie, and Meg 2, The Trench, an action movie. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. And now on to music. First of all, on Thursday the 7th of September, there is Brave Rival at Tring Rugby Club in Cow Lane in Tring, HP 23 5NS. It's at half past eight in the evening and more information can be found at Blues Bar Tring. That's all one word, bluesbartring.co.uk. Then on Saturday the 9th of September, there's Nick Tomalin's quintet, Shades of Shearing. 8 o'clock, Berkhamsted Jazz at the Civic Centre in Berkhamsted. The postcode is HP43HD. More information is available from bjazz.org. And finally, on Sunday the 10th of September, you can hear Piano and More at Tring Parish Church, HP23 5AE. It's from 3 to 4 in the afternoon and is performed by members of the Icknield Ensemble. 
It's free entry, but donations are welcome. More information from piano-and-more.org.uk. Local Comedy, Grove Theatre Dunstable, 9 September, Carl Hutchinson, Watch Till the End, 22nd September, Simon Brodkin, Screwed Up, 28th September, Barnstormers Comedy Club, with Ben Norris, Don Biswas, Dan Evans and John Pearson. For more information, visit grovetheatre.co.uk. Court Theatre Tring, Saturday, 16th September, Simon Evans, Have We Met? After finally solving the mystery of his existence and true identity in Work of the Devil, Simon finds that he is still not overcome the daily challenges of remembering what he came upstairs for, who these grown-ups are that live with him, and what have they done with his children. How can that footage be from 2009, when he only bought those shoes a few months ago? For more information, visit courttheatre.co.uk. And further dates for your diary, Friday the 8th of September, a talk entitled Cyber and Fraud, 10.30am to 4pm at Hemel Hempstead Library in the Forum, run by Hearts Constabulary. Contact owl, O-W-L, dot co dot uk forward slash hearts. Also on Friday the 8th, a Heritage Open Day. The festival runs until the 17th of September to celebrate our local communities and stories. Learn more at berkhamsteadhistory.org.uk. Free event, but pre-booking required at eventbrite.co.uk. On Saturday the 9th of September, Tring's Farmer's Market, 9am to 12.30pm, the High Street Tring. Also on Saturday the 9th, a fete at St. Bartholomew's Church, Wigington, 12pm to 4pm. Stalls, dog show, entertainment, green teas and a barbecue. And Sunday the 10th of September, the Hospice of St. Francis Garden Party, 12 to 5 p.m. at Ashridge House, Berkhamsted, HP4 1NS. Food, entertainment, dog show and shop local village. A fundraising dinner will take place in Berkhamsted in a bid to raise funds for the campaign for the West Hearts 21 Century Hospital Solution. The campaign for a new centralised hospital for West Hearts is spearheaded by Gordon Yearwood, who was responsible for the planning, design and construction of the Hospice of St Francis. He told Living Magazines that the plan is still very much viable, as the 1.27 billion tower block scheme currently proposed at Watford has not had its business case approved. The West Hearts 21 Century Hospital Solution will provide far more accessibility and will cost only half as much. It will also be a far better environment for patients and frontline staff. The next steps are to raise money to promote more public knowledge and support and to produce further analysis reports to convince the government. The proposed hospital will, he added, be more accessible, centrally located, offer faster diagnoses and treatment, and offer local town centre satellite support services. The event will be held at Berkhamsted Town Hall on Wednesday the 27th of September. Starting at 7pm, the fundraising three-course dinner and presentation costs £35 per person. Book via suebeardshaw at gmail.com or gordonyearwood at aol.com. He added, if you support our cause but are unable to attend the fundraising dinner, a £5 donation to West Hearts 21 Century Hospital Solution through the above would help. A developer has submitted new applications to install up to 320 dwellings, a new primary school, a rural enterprise hub, and a local centre comprising community facilities at Marsworth Airfield. 
The site straddles bucks and hearts, so there are two planning applications. 23 stroke 01594 stroke AOP for bucks and 23 stroke 01254 stroke OUT for decorum. This is a major application adding 320 dwellings, which is likely to impact Marsworth, Longmaston, Tring and the other villages in the area. You can see more details on the appropriate council's planning portal. A decision is expected shortly. Clark Contracting, which operates Pitstone Quarry, is in negotiations with the National Trust to transfer ownership of the quarry. Phase one will incorporate the existing lake and will allow wild swimming with car parking and changing facilities. Clarks will continue to quarry chalk at the top east end of the quarry for another 15 years until the license expires. Clarks also intends to fill part of the quarry with inert waste, which will need planning consent as it will create additional lorry traffic. Clarks has been given clearance to submit a planning application and to conduct an environmental impact assessment. Full details available at pitstone-quarry.co.uk Tring Council News Update A planning application for the Nora Grace Hall redevelopment has been submitted and the decision is awaited. Once the decision has been received, the project will be reviewed as a whole by the new council. An inventory of the High Street has been made with a view to potential improvement. This was as a result of looking at how to spend community infrastructure levy monies. Opinions on CIL expenditure were sought at the Meet Your Council stall at Drink Carnival. The land at Bullbourne has become available again as the Cornborough Council withdrew its planning application to build on the site. Potential future use could include allotments and other opportunities for the land that will benefit the community. A green space audit of this land and other green spaces across the town has been carried out. Finally, the Council is launching a new monthly e-newsletter. Keep an eye on its website and social media to sign up. And the Tring Park Car Park Update. Construction of a new car park at Tring Park, which the Woodland Trust says aims to improve access to visitors, is underway. Situated off Hastow Lane, the car park will offer space for 50 cars, cycle racks and a new welcome hub with seating. There will also be ramped pedestrian access with a kissing gate off Hastow Lane. The site team could not advise on an exact opening date, although initial reports said construction would be carried out into early autumn. And now some local football news. Two one-all draws were the order of the weekend for Hemel Hempstead Town in National League South. They were held at home by Maidstone United on Saturday. Joe Ree with the second half equaliser before Ree struck again in the draw at Western Supermare on Monday. Hemel now lie 14th in the early standings with two wins, two draws and two defeats and host Truro City on Saturday before then going to Chelmsford City two days later. Meanwhile, it was a frustrating bank holiday for Berkhamsted as they lost 1-0 at home to Stourbridge on Saturday and then saw AFC Sudbury score an injury-time equaliser to draw one all on Monday. Monday's game saw Burko miss a few gilt-edged chances, but they took the lead with just two minutes to go when an attempted clearance only found Jordan Frederick and his 20-yard shot went through the crowd into the corner of the net. But there were six minutes of added time and deep into it, Joe Neal equalised with a rasping drive from 25 yards into the top corner. Only a great save from Jamie Head then denying Sudbury a winner. 
Saturday's defeat came thanks to a decisive goal just after the interval as Dexter Walters beat his man and put in a great left-wing cross for Neil Flint to run in and volley home from eight yards out. Burko now prepare for the Emirates FA Cup first qualifying tie at home to Beckenham Town on Saturday. In this round of the cup, replays are still possible and if required would be in Kent on Tuesday night. On Monday the 4th, Burko's under-18 cider at home in the FA Youth Cup against Hayes and Yeading. In further sports news, Hemel Storm have confirmed five signings ahead of the new NBL season. They have secured the re-signing of Hakim Silla, with the Guinea International returning after an impressive first year at the club. Silla averaged a double-double in his first season at Storm with 17.1 points and 10.1 rebounds per match, helping him make the NBL D1 team of the season and has established himself as a key D1 asset after previous successful years at Thames Valley Cavaliers. Also re-signing is sharpshooting club graduate Jack Burnell. Burnell joins the Storm for his 10th year and has become a vital piece of furniture within the structure of the club. Burnell is known for his three-point sniper-like shooting ability and has established a reputation as one of the elite shooters in the country. Sam Newman has agreed to return for his fourth year at the club. The Englishman averaged 12.2 points and an impressive 7.5 assists per game last year becoming only the seventh NBL1 player on record to average over 7.5 assists in a campaign. The 27-year-old began life in the Ipswich Basketball Academy before gaining experience with two years in Alberta, Canada. He then returned to England and continued his basketball career with a season at Essex Leopards, then joining the Storm and leaving again for a year at Essex Rebels. He returned to Storm and has improved year on year, earning him a place in NBL's British Team of the Year last season. Fan favourite, sharpshooting American guard Seth Swalve will also rejoin the club for the 2023-2024 season. The Alabama-born star enjoyed a successful first year for Storm, averaging 12.4 points per game and was an instrumental part in the unprecedented 41-0 season, playing a key role all over the court and earning the Players' Player Award. A new face will be exciting D1 prospect Varon Eze. Last year, Eze enjoyed a successful campaign at Rivals, Worthing Thunder. Eze put up strong numbers all year round and was a thorn in the side of the storm as the teams tussled through the year, scoring 10 points in the regular season ending showdown. The 21-year-old has had a strong start to his young career, making an impressive 20 appearances for Great Britain youth sides at under-16 and under-18 levels. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 016 and 19.48. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhamel.org.uk. If you wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill. Follow this with Play Decorum Talking Newspaper. Remember, information on local amenities and services follow after the final music of this recording of the news on the memory stick. For those who are listening to this week's news on memory stick, please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Turn the label over and post it back to us at the Adifield Community Centre, the Queen Square, Hemel Hempstead, HP2 4EW. 
using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it is goodbye from all your readers, the editor and Gary, your technician for this week. <laughs>